You're listening to. Back to another episode of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast between books by Asian and Asian American authors. My name is Marvin Yu, and I'm Rira Yu. And welcome to our February mid month episode.、Uh, we're going to be talking about some some of the latest book news and book deals to get you caught up on what's happening in the world of Asian American lit.、Um, it's Been a while since we had one of these, so yeah, it's like the end of February. <laughs> it's time <laughs> but, to catch up. We're like,、uh, it's time to catch up. Yeah, you, yeah. You and I haven't been able to.、Uh, Find a common time to record. So sorry for those who have been waiting for the mid-month episode. I know it's bad form for podcasts to be irregular. So I apologize. We're trying to get back on a schedule.、Um, Reba and I, or mostly me,、um, I've been just slammed with my.、Uh, I guess you could call it the day job,、um, planning a giant conference here in LA, <laughs>、uh, but. We're not here to talk about that. We're here I mean, to talk we, about. We、books. can plug it in later. <laughs> um, quick reminder that the February book club pick is "Grace of Kings" by Ken Liu,、um, a book that I haven't read in about a year because Rose had my copy, and she's about halfway through. I think. Yeah, I, I'm like. 250 pages in, so it's、mm-hmm. still like not quite halfway because this is a really long book. <laughs> But I'm enjoying it so far. It's, it's definitely giving me Chinese Game of Thrones、yeah. vibes. And I know you posted something on the Goodreads forum with your like halfway through thoughts, and <laughs> I I agree with you. So、um, there's definitely. A lot to talk about, but yeah.、Um, one one thing I am very grateful for is like in in Game of Thrones because I did I did read those books.、Um, <laughs> it got really confusing with the characters because they ha- some of them had the same name. Uh huh. And like at least in this book, like no one has the same name. So, yeah. So that's really helpful. They all just have um like not made up, but like. It is made up. It's kind of a. It's made up, but I feel like the culture is、yeah. like very well structured. Yeah, you know? Ken does a really good job just fleshing out this world, and I'm excited that you're approaching the、um, the halfway mark where、oh, everything、yeah. kind of turns. I、yeah. think you kind of see it happening. Yeah, I can. I can totally <laughs> see it happening. I've I've watched my fair share of like Korean period dramas, which is like pretty much like there's a war, and then once they have like a new government, that's、yeah. when like the real、uh, real war starts. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As we learn in the hit musical Hamilton, um, <laughs> fighting was easy, leading is harder. Yeah, or I don't know if I quoted that correctly.、Uh, close, but、enough. you know Hamilton, go watch it or listen to it. It's free on Spotify.、Um, Rira, yes. Let's get into some book deals. Yes, and our first deal is Simon Pulse acquired Chloe Gong's debut YA fantasy novel,、uh, These Violent Delights. Set in 1920s Shanghai, the book is a Romeo and Juliet retelling by the way of the Godfather. The story follows rival heirs Roma Montagov and Juliet Kai as they work together to destroy a monster while the Chinese Civil War breaks out around them. Publication is planned for fall 2020. I believe、um, it's Juliet Tsai. Oh, Juliet Tsai. Yeah. Sorry. If、uh, if we're going by、um, Chinese pinyin. 
uh, pronunciations. Um, the, this is why you're listening to the podcast, like authentic uh, pronunciations. <laughs> Did wink, ever- wink. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you that this is my favorite period in any like uh, like Chinese twenty movie? Shanghai? Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally, um, totally get it. <laughs> I was once um, consulting on a, I guess, a script that was supposed to be an Asian American Romeo and Juliet, and I was trying to convince the writer you should set this in nineteen twenty Shanghai because that's when the story would really make sense, as mm-hmm. opposed to like late two thousands SGV. But yeah, you know, did you see the news that um? Kung Fu Hustle 2 is being made? No, I did not yeah. care about that. Apparently they're, they're making a sequel to Kung Fu Hustle, which also takes place in this era. It's a lot, it's a lot of dapper suits and yes. annexes. Love awesome. it. My aesthetic. <laughs> Next up, Rowan Brook acquired North American rights to Joan He's YA novel, The Ones We're Meant to Find. Pitched as a We Were Liars meets Black Mirror, the story follows two sisters, one living on a deserted island, with little memory of who she was, the other fighting to save an earth decimated by natural disasters while believing her sister to be dead. Publication is set for fall 2020. If if I'm correct, I think Joan He is the author of uh, des- The Descendant of uh, the Crane, which is coming out uh, later this oh. year. I mean, I guess like early summer, late spring. Remind me the the the... I guess examples. I know what Black Mirror is. What's We Were Liars? I have no idea. Okay. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I should have done my research. We should have like, done our, I should. I mean, I don't even watch Black Mirror. I've literally only seen the first three episodes. Is it because it's scary, or you just don't want to deal with like existential dread? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already like dealing with dread. Like every second of the day, I don't need that in my in my media as well. <laughs> Sometimes you got to think about I mean, how screwed we are <laughs> uh i think the news is good enough for me don't need extra fictional stuff to mm. add on to that anxiety right. candlewick bought world rights to helena ku picture book sora's she- seashells wow that's a tongue twister she sells, she seashells, sells seashells by, by the, the seashore. seashore illustrated by ji hyuk kim the book follows a girl who finds the confidence to stand up for her unique name after her grandmother's death Publication is scheduled for spring 2021, and the book is Sora's Seashells. I said it right this time. Seashells. I heard it. Yay. <laughs> Coca-Cola bought Tina Cho's newest picture book, The Ocean Calls, which will be illustrated by Jess X. Snow. The story centers on a girl who overcomes her fear of swimming to learn her Hanyo grandmother's way of life. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Hen- Hen- Henyo? Yeah, sorry. I, I miss type that because <laughs> korean to english is is weird uh her henyo they get the right yeah i think so <laughs> grandmother's way of life free diving off the coast of jeju island to harvest abalone and other sea creatures publication is scheduled for summer 2020 i know lisa c has a book that's coming out about uh the jeju uh henyo's um it's set during the japanese occupation oh uh, I'm like really excited to read it because I love Lisa C's books. Are they like a ethnic minority in Korea, or are this just no, no? Uh... They're Korean, but oh, like uh, like Jeju Island. Uh, it's really it's really interesting because like in the 17th century, like despite uh, Korea being a very patriarchal uh, society, um, the uh, these free divers they 
were kind of the matriarchs. They were the breadwinners mm. because there wasn't that much uh, farming land in Jeju at the time. So, like, in order to like make a living, these women had to like go uh, go into these really dangerous diving expeditions, and uh, they didn't go in with any like scuba gear, obviously back right. then. Um, and even now, like these like 70, 80 year old grandmas are still uh, diving and they still don't use like oxygen tanks. And wow. it's really, really cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Next up, Simon Pulse bought Sandia Menon's upcoming St. Rosetta Academy series in a three book deal. Each book in the series is a contemporary retelling of a fairy tale. The first book is a spin on Beauty and the Beast and follows an Indian princess who must con a misanthrope. Misanthropic. <laughs> the first, a lot of tongue twisters. I know. Twisters. I hate twisters today. Twisters. The first book is a spin on Beauty and the Beast and follows an Indian princess who must con a misanthropic British astrocrat. <laughs> oh my yes. astrocrat! Ah. British astrocrat is the correct. That's right. Must <laughs> must con a misanthropic. British aristocrat to fall in love with her in order to restore her family's honor. I'm going to let Marvin edit that. Somehow. No, I'm going to leave it in. No. That's, that's hilarious. No, don't do that. That's terrible. Uh-uh. That's what podcast editing is for. Um, she's the author of the um, the, the, the Dimple series. Yeah, When Dimple Met Rishi. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats to Sanya. Viking acquired Hannah and the Ramadan Gift, written by the Recite Islam podcast host and human rights activist Kasim Rashid, illustrated by Ali, Ali, Ali Aliyah Jalil. Oh, we're having trouble. Yeah, today. just just uh, <laughs> ignore the first A. Just just say Aliyah Jalil. Illustrated by Aliyah Jalil, the picture book follows Hannah as she learns the true meaning of Ramadan through her empathetic actions, despite being too young to perform many of the celebration's rituals. Publication is set for 2021. Next up, we have Random House Graphic bought Anant Hirsch and Tess Stone's YA graphic novel, Greater Secrets. Three strangers take a surreal road trip to a drowned ghost town in search of a missing pop idol, but end up finding themselves instead. Publication is scheduled for 2022. Cameron Kids acquired world rights to Get Up Elizabeth, a picture book written by Sharon Bridges and illustrated by Aaliyah Marley. The story centers on a feisty future queen of England as she gets ready for the day. The book also includes facts about Elizabethan grooming. Publication is planned for fall 2020. That sounds like a really fun book. <laughs> uh, next up is HarperCollins acquired debut author Joanna Ho Bradshaw's picture book, Eyes That Kiss in the Corners. The story is about a Chinese girl who re who realizes that her eyes, like those of her mother, grandmother, and little sister, are beautiful and hold love, and stories of the past and the future. Dung Ho will be illustrating the book. Publication is planned for winter 2021. Well, that's sweet. And needed. Did you have, have you been watching the series Pen15? Uh, what? There's a Hulu series called Pen15. No, uh, I have It's about two girls that are in middle school in the year 2000. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but one of the episodes is, because one of the characters is um, part Asian, so one of the episodes deals with her dealing about her eyes. Man. <laughs> middle, going to middle school during, like, that time period was the worst. The worst. <laughs> I bet. Um, I was in high school. I mean, was I was it? I was in middle school during that time, and, uh, like, 
God, I never want to go back. <laughs> well, now, now I can relive it with the Hulu series Pen15. Maybe I won't watch it because <laughs> just because of that reason. Sourcebooks Fire acquired Rinch Peckles, Wicked, at, Wicked As You Wish, the first book in the 100 Names for Magic series, which is set in a world where fairy tales are a part of history. The story's protagonist is a girl descended from the Filipina heroine Maria Makiling. She allies with the Prince of Avalon to retake his kingdom from the Snow Queen after Avalon's most powerful weapon, a firebird, shows up on her doorstep. Publication is planned for 2020. This just seems like the kingdom hearts of fairy tales. <laughs> have you have you seen the, the trailer for Kingdom Hearts? Not yet. Oh, boy. I want to play it, but I don't have time. I have pretty much played and all of the games <laughs> and with each with each kingdom hearts game my my heart sinks including all like the side ones that are actually canon and you should probably play before playing the third yes one. <laughs> yes i have played those but i haven't played the mobile games oh uh, which doesn't really matter in the long run see i'm actually pretty interested in the story because i grew up on like anime bs so i have a very high tolerance for it um but it's like I'm they, they it's like they've just completely abandoned Final Fantasy characters in the later Kingdom Hearts games because um, you don't really see them anymore. Yes, and it's just like oh, that was like the like that was the part I liked. I liked having Disney characters mixed in with Final Fantasy characters. I like that they had Squall because I feel like Final Fantasy VIII gets the short strip. I know Squall is pretty great. No, he's not. He's really not, but... No, he's pretty great. <laughs> I, I like him. Maybe it's because of the character design. I think he looks pretty badass. He looks badass, but he's kind of a jerk. I mean, so is Cloud. Uh, I guess. And he's like... But that's an act. That was brought by amnesia. Let's go into lore now. <sighs> oh my god, no. <laughs> I can't wait until the remake of Final Fantasy VII comes happening. out. No, it's, con- it's, it's gonna happen. Happening. It's gonna happen in my lifetime. Probably yours. I'll probably be dead by then. <laughs> Simon Pulse bought Akemi Don Bowman's sci-fi debut novel, The Infinity Courts. Pitched as Warcross meets Black Mirror, the book follows a Japanese-American teen who finds herself in Infinity, a world in which the human consciousness goes after death. There she battles an AI entity posing as a queen that's hacked its way into the afterlife with a plan to take over and control everything. Publication is set for spring 2021. That sounds pretty cool. I love that Warcross is now like something people bring up to pitch other books. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's pretty awesome. Um, finally, our last piece of publication news. Catherine Teigen Books acquired Lila Lee's YA romantic comedy, I'll Be the One, which follows a Korean-American teen girl who competes on a reality TV show to become the first plus-size K-pop star while falling in love with her competitor and world-famous celebrity Henry Cho. Publication is set for fall 2020. This sounds like your jam. It is my jam. And also, I'm not sure if it's Lila Lee or Leela Lee, but hey, I really want to read your book. And it sounds amazing. And also, uh, there are plus size K-pop idols, but, you know, they're very rare. Mm. <laughs> and that's it for book news and publications. If we missed any uh, important publication news that you'd like to bring up to the group, please let us know by posting on our Goodreads forums. Um, you can join that by going to Goodreads and searching Books and Boba. Don't forget to uh, introduce yourself to the group uh, so we know who's listening. And we're going to move on to news. Our first piece of news is Hollywood Reporter reported that Lost alum Liz Sarnoff has optioned Peng Shepard's debut sci-fi novel, The Book of M, for Universal Content Productions. The book is set in the near future where an inex- 
inexplicable phenomenon of people losing their shadows and memories spreads globally like a plague. Okay, so I bought the book of M on a Kindle sale,、uh-huh. so I have it. I bought it for like a dollar,、mm-hmm. and、um, I've heard really, really great things about it.、Um, pretty much what happened, like the inciting incident, is that a man in India loses his shadow. And then he loses his memories, and then pretty soon, all around the world,、uh, this is happening to various people.、Oh. So it's kind of like、um, it's almost like a zombie apocalypse, but like no monsters. Right. So our、um, our main character, he and his wife, they go to like kind of I think it's the woods, but in a very like secluded area, so they don't catch the plague. Oh. But the wife、uh, catches it, and she leaves. Before, like she forgets her husband, and the husband goes after her. So he's like kind of exploring、uh, this kind of apocalyptic world that he hasn't really interacted with in a very, very long time. And it it sounds really cool. It sounds super interesting. Is it is it being optioned as a TV show or a it movie? It sounds like it's going to be optioned as a TV show because,、wow. um, I mean, like Liz Sarnoff lost. That's true. I'm trying to think if there are any like Hollywood movies or TV shows that are similar.、Um, the left, I mean, the Left Behinds, I, I like. I guess the leftovers. That's leftovers, what it's called, right? Yeah, leftovers or any of the、um, like manifest or anything that pretty much lost inspired. I think is kind of <laughs> <laughs> next up.、Um, The Poppy War by R. F. Kuang was nominated for a Nebula Award for Best Novel. Meanwhile, Roshani Shakshi's Arusha and the End of Time and Henry Lian's Peace Brow Chen: Future Legend of Skate and Sword were nominated for the Andre Norton Award for Outstanding Young Adult Science Fiction or Fantasy Book. The Nebula Awards will be presented in Woodland Hills, California, at the Warner Center Marriott on May 18th. Congratulations、yeah. to Rebecca,、uh, who has been on this podcast before. Yeah, and her、um, and the Poppy War was, I think. If you're going to read another like Asian inspired、uh, fantasy, you should check out that book next. I feel like there are so many that are coming out this year. <laughs> well, the、um, the Dragon Republic, which is the sequel to the Poppy War, is also coming out this year, so I'm super excited about that.、Um, and congrats to Roshani and Henry as well. I actually gave Peace Bow Chen to my niece. As oh, you did! Gift, oh, that's、uh, so sweet. Last year, we should have Henry on the show so we can talk about figure skating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've kind of fallen off figure skating、uh, these days. Well, this is martial arts figure skating, so you know, two things that are your jam. Ah,、uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes.、Uh, so the LA Times Book Prize finalists were announced.、Uh, here are some of the Asian authors who were nominated、uh, for fiction. We have Michael Undache's Warlight.、Uh, first fiction, we have R. O. Kwan's Incendiaries. And then for history, we have、uh, Ruby Lai's Empress: The Astonishing Reign of Nur Jahan, and Priya Satya's Empire of Guns: The Violent Making of the Industrial Revolution. And for poetry, we have Diana Coy Wen's Ghost of.、Uh, for the category of science and technology, we have Mona Hana Atisha's What the Eyes Don't See: A Story of Crisis, Resistance, and Hope in an American City. Uh, for young adult, we have Emily X R Pan's "Astonishing Color of After." Winners will be announced at a cer- at a ceremony at USC's Bovard Auditorium on April twelfth, the day before the start of the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books. Oh, congratulations to all the nominees! We all hope you win. Yes. 
may the odds ever be in your favor for the culture yes for the, <laughs> for the culture <laughs> hashtag culture <laughs> uh, y'all west announced its 2019 lineup here are some asian authors who will be in attendance Nafisa Azad from The Candle and the Flame, Soman Chainani, Chainani. Soman Chainani, author of The School for Good and Evil, Mary H.K. Choi, um, the author of Emergency Contact, uh, Marie Miranda Cruz of Everlasting Nora, Melissa De La Cruz for 29 Dates, Sarah Farizan from Here to Stay, Maureen Gu for Somewhere Only We Know, uh, Emiko Jean, Empress of All Seasons, Sabina Khan of The Love and Lies of Rakshana Ali, Tahre Mafi, author of A Very Large Expanse of Sea, Sandhya Menon, the author of There's Something About Sweetie, Abdi Nazimian, the author of Like a Love Story, Natasha Nunn, the author of Girls of Paper and Fire, uh, Tiffany Pham, author of Mogul, uh, and then we have F.C. Yee, author of Rise of Kyoshi. Yes, Avatar. Um, David, <laughs> Yoon, author, David Yoon, author of Frankly in Love. And finally, we have Mimi Yu, the author of Girl King. Y'all West will be held on May 3rd and May 4th at Santa Monica High School. Two things. First of all, we should probably check it out since it's local. I've only been to Y'all West once, and that was like when they first did it. Uh, I feel so bad. I should really go. <laughs> yeah. It's just Santa Monica's really far. I'm I'm sorry. Like there are people who are flying in for this festival, but but for like LA people, Santa Monica is is a drive. Yeah, but now we have a reason to go and a reason to talk to all these people, which is cool. That's true. But no. how do how do we talk to them? They're they're just going to be in panels. We'll find a way. We we jump them. No, 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 no. <laughs> we jump them with the we, mic. Orga- we arrange meetings with their publicists, and usually they're cool with it. Usually, usually. <laughs> um, but y'all list is really great. Uh, the one time that I went, I got a lot of arcs. I mean, mm. you have to stand in line for them. Mm. Um, but it's it's a really cool place to meet other book bloggers and readers who are like really into young adult genres. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, the last time I went, Marie Lu was in this panel for uh, like diversity, uh, diverse authors. And uh-huh. I remember there weren't that many, like they really tried to have a lot of like diverse authors at this, con- at this uh, not convention, but at, at this festival. And uh, definitely did not have this many Asian authors the first time around. So they have definitely uh, reached out to uh, new authors and authors who have published their second, third books. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also really excited to read some of these books because <laughs> I do have some of them as arcs and I haven't touched them yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and my second thing is I really should probably watch Avatar, right? You really should. I can't believe we're friends and you haven't watched it. To be fair, it came out when I was in college, so, so it seemed what? like I kid watched stuff it. To me. I watched it in college. <laughs> I didn't watch it until the show ended. What are your thoughts on the Dragon Prince? Should I watch that? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I, it's on my. It's on my queue though. I, I really do want to watch it. I hear the second season gets a lot better, like animation wise and story wise. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Books and Boba. I hope you enjoyed listening to us going over the publication and book news of the past few weeks. Uh, Rira, thank you again for compiling all the news. I know it's not exactly the funnest thing to do, 
but uh, I but do it's, appreciate but, uh, it. But it's not thankless work because <laughs> I get thanked every single time we record a mid-month episode. Yeah. A reminder again that our February book club pick is The Grace of Kings by Ken Liu. Rira's on the home stretch now. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> and we'll be um and we'll be talking about that and releasing our discussion episode next week. So watch out for that. If you've already finished the book and have thoughts, um feel free to sound off on our Goodreads forum. Again, you can join our group by going to Goodreads and searching for books and boba. Oh, last minute plug. Um this is kind of old, but we were interviewed by NetGalley. Oh yeah. And um can't believe I sent that picture. Such a terrible picture of me. We should really take professional shots. <laughs> um, but anyways, we talked about Asian American books. Yeah. We talked about uh, podcasts. We talked about our brand <laughs> <laughs> and how awesome you guys are for uh, listening yeah. to to all the people who introduced themselves in the Goodreads forums. Um, I do lurk there. I love meeting uh, <laughs> our new members because you guys are all over the world and have varying varying experiences with Asian American culture and literature. So. Um, you should check out our NetGalley interview. Yeah, check it out. It's, we shared it on our Facebook group and on Twitter. So um, give it a share and let more people know about our show. Speaking of letting more people know about our show, um, if you enjoyed what you heard and haven't subscribed to us yet, you can do so on Google, Apple, um, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to it right now. Hit the subscribe button and follow us for to get books and boba into your feed Never re- whenever we release an episode. Uh, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a nice rating and review. Uh, no matter what you leave, it helps us uh, know what you think and also helps us find uh, more audiences out there if you if you think we're cool enough. <laughs> a couple last things. I wanted to thank the Potluck Podcast Collective for letting us be a part of their network. The Potluck Podcast Collective is a collective of Asian American podcasts featuring unique stories and narratives from all around our community. Um, you can listen to all of our great shows, such as, first of all, the Collabcast, the Calls Bruce, and more by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Thanks also to Visual Communications. Um, this podcast was recorded at the Potluck Podcast Studios, located within the Visual Communications office in downtown LA. They are the amazing people behind the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, which is coming up in May. So um, mark that down on your calendars. Um, you can find out more about BC and their programs by going to their website, bcmedia.org. And on that note, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.